a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Curie. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. What a complicated situation uh, for Jalen Carter in this. Well, the University of Georgia is picking up a mess. And, you know, on a weekend when they've got a lot of guys who are going to be drafting this or, or who are in the combine, they're going to end up being drafted and, and kind of making waves for themselves. Jalen Carter, who was, from a lot of experts, going to be that first guy taken overall in the draft. If not, he was going to be a top three or top five guy. He's just an insane athlete out of Georgia, two-time national champ. The guy is uh, a freak of an athlete. And after the death of a recruiting staffer and a member of the football team last month, we didn't think much except for that it was a tragic accident on the road. Uh, we find out later that the person driving the car was driving in excessive speed and had a a drug or a uh, a blood alcohol level three times past the legal limit. That person lost their life, and so did the uh, player who was in the car with her. And then it comes out that uh, after an investigation, that there was an alleged uh, street race going on with Jalen Carter being the guy who was driving the other car, and Jalen Carter apparently. Uh, left the scene of a fatal accident and that on top of the misdemeanors that he was charged with of uh, the reckless driving and racing which he's been hit with before by the way the racing this is a guy who is driving a hellcat jeep cherokee which if you know this is beyond a tuned and overtuned car this is a this is a race car on the road and then this expedition that was carrying the other two who died in the crash when they lost control of their vehicle, was traveling 105 miles an hour, an expedition, right? This is not, not a race car. <laughs> but I look at all those things, and let's just – these are all allegations, right? And innocent until proven guilty. He said he's got some stuff that he's got to say to kind of bring himself back to a reality, like, hey, there's some stuff that people are missing. I can't wait to tell the full story. Fine. 
But this is also a guy who does not want to lose out on potentially tens of millions of dollars if he's to fall into the draft. And my question to you, Scott, was does the NFL care enough? Do NFL teams care enough about the situation that they would say, you know what, uh, we don't want a guy who potentially could have this character so, flaw of well, leaving the fatal accident, leaving the scene of a fatal accident, et cetera. Here's the thing, all right. We've all been young before, and we've done tremendously stupid things. When I coached high school football, I witnessed it up close and personal and had tragedies and watched one of our players uh, pass away because of a dumb driving accident. It was a single-car incident, and it was horrific. And it was all just young men being stupid. And really, by the grace of God, I don't know why more young people don't die because of all the dumb things we do. And this was one of those things where these people are racing. I guarantee it wasn't the first time. And they're probably not the only ones that are a part of it. And it's just one of those things we we, we like when we're young and we're invincible. We think we can do all these crazy, exciting things and uh, or or our egos or whatever get in the way of whatever. Uh, and it's it's tr- it becomes tragic sometimes. Will the NFL look at this and go, oh, yeah, this is a – like, no, they're not going to look at this twice. If this guy can play, uh, you know, the same coach Shula I was telling you about, he would sell his own mother if it helped him to win a game. This is this is a brutally competitive industry that you're going to take the very best talent you possibly can, the best players you possibly can, and you're going to look the way at a whole lot of things, a whole lot of things. And I don't think the NFL ever cared or will care or does care genuinely about the welfare of the players. I know they try to do all these wonderful amazing things on the surface that look great. They they don't really they that I just don't buy that they really they really care about what what happens to the players. Hmm. It's a different league today, I get it. The ones who probably care the most are the players. And they and the players have probably put more demands on the owners to do things than they possibly could. And the only reason the NFL cares today is because of the concussion issue. That's the only reason. If it didn't come to light and if they didn't get a settlement and if they didn't have to kind of uh, change their public image, I, I'm just I'm not convinced the NFL would, would really would really mat- care or do anything. I get I get all kinds of stuff about, hey, you have this benefit and you have that benefit. And if you try to go get that benefit, you know how hard it is oh, to really? actually get the benefit? Wow. Like it's like trying You're a guy who was in the league for twelve years. It's too. like trying to jump through some of the most crazy hoops, and there are good things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, you have a good retirement if you play a long, long time, but most guys don't, uh, and and it's okay. It used to not be okay. It's gotten better, but it's it's not great. But on the other side of this, if you're a player, like you got to have half a brain at this point. And just go, I... There's always, the, Scott, there are always... I don't care if they're NFL players or not. There are going to be idiots making idiotic decisions. Right. Just read the freaking news but, one day. But and you're, this is guys you're, you're right on... You're right there. The draft is in a couple of months. Like, wrap yourself up in bubble wrap. <laughs> go hide somewhere for two months. Maybe don't Maybe so, don't drive your 800-horsepower Jeep no, Cherokee. No driving, no power tools. That's an NIL. By the way... That's an NIL uh, yeah. benefit that he got from a luxury I'm, car company. I'm, I'm sure. 
uh, you know, all of that stuff. Stay away from power tools. Oh, did you really don't, say power tools? Yeah. No skateboards, no, no snowboarding. Sk- no, 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 any kind of ATV, um, XYZ, were no you bicycles. Were not to do any no, of that stuff too? Were, oh, were those a thousand all part percent. Of your, uh, those are part of your contract? A thousand percent. No, no power tools. You cut your fingers off. Fireworks. Fireworks. Jason Pierre-Paul. No, no flying airplanes. Oh, they told you not to do that. Well, they didn't specifically, because I don't think they really thought players were that savvy to, go, <laughs> to actually go fly an airplane. Or know? like want to waste their money enough. on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you were, by the way, just to, just to pretty much clarify, yeah. I was were. dumb enough. To do <laughs> the, but the idea is someone just needs to take these players and take them where Aaron Rodgers went and just, just lock them away, uh, until the, until the draft, let them get drafted. These, these really good players at Georgia, they don't need to prove anything to anybody that, that someone's going to pick them up. They're going to, they're going to have mul- millions and millions of dollars. Don't screw it up. Just just get out of your own way. Go lock yourself in a room in a closet for two months, and then you can go out and be as stupid and dumb as you want. <laughs> hey, when you get in the NFL, then you can make some really dumb decisions. Well, when you get in the NFL, watch film. Okay? Just watch the film. <laughs> That's all so, you got to do. So I was just looking at this. Um, Nolan Smith plays defensive end for uh, the University of Georgia. He ran a 444. 444. 444. Right. And uh, he said, ah. and I was like, that's crazy. For a guy who's 6'3, 248, okay? Nolan Smith, an edge rusher out of Georgia, said, I want to do it again. He runs it. He was mad. He threw his phone at the combine because he ran a 44440, okay? They're going to be DBs who don't get that time, by the way. He goes back out there. He's a defensive lineman. He's an edge rusher, and he goes out and he runs a four three nine. Scott, oh, he got a, he got in the four threes as a defensive lineman as a D end. You that, got to be kidding. That's a guy me. you can put out in coverage. Now somebody just said he that's probably insane. earned himself extra millions of dollars yeah. by that performance. Is that wow. true? Yeah. You think that's true? I do. One thousand percent. Insane man. Four. Three yeah. nine and the guy's six three two forty eight. Wow! I'm watching it too, and it was so funny to watch how mad he was when he got the uh, when he got the four four, four when he got the four four four. So mad about it, and he looked and he called his agent and he's and he's like, "I'm doing it against agents." Like, okay, you're probably fine with a four four, dude. Is the end goes with a four, four uh, goes with a four three nine. If you're thinking about drafting. Uh, Jalen Carter, just switch it up. Go Nolan, Nolan Smith now. Go for that edge rusher who runs a four three. It's a freaking NFL. That's a, that's that's twenty twenty three right there. Insane the amount of the amount of athleticism. Okay, let's take a break. When we uh, come back, uh, we'll walk you up here. This next part of the program, I'm interested in too because I told you about these some of these predictions we're going to make with the Pac twelve. Uh, not just predictions on whether or not there are going to be some teams that leave and stay, et cetera. Who could leave? Who's going to stay? How about some win totals? Might as well throw it out there. And where Utah is on some of these projected win totals very, very early in this whole thing. Stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.